0: and they have done just that retired confidently if you're willing to go with me i can tell you how it's story time let's go hey guys if you're like me coming back from like even just a, a week vacation is hard so i can only imagine coming back from an adventure like the ortons have had and then having to just jump back in and lead a, a quote unquote normal life. I'm not sure that I could do it. Well, I frankly I could do it. We could all do it, but I'm really excited to hear how they made that transition. So that's what we're going to cover in this third and final segment of my interview with Eric and Emily Orton. If you have not listened to the first two segments of my interview with them, stop right here, go back and pick up 2 weeks ago would have been the first episode. Last week would have been the second episode and then listen to those and catch up with us right here to get this third segment of the interview with Eric and Emily Orton. I'm really interested about the transition back. The, and in fact, you had said something that it was interesting to me where you were like, the year at sea uh, changed our life. The next year after, so you can correct me, you know, because this is just, you know, off the top of my head, that the next year after changed our life even more like that, that experience after coming back uh, was just so impactful in your life. I, I want to spend a little time on that, you know, before we then get into, okay, then how
1: do, how do we implement this if we're not out at sea? Kind of, kind of. A sure. Oh yeah. Okay. So I, I think this actually goes back to this idea of, of mini retirement. First point I want to stress is that um, when we did this trip, we were learning a statistically average income, like a middle income. There, there was no special money involved. We did this. Give us the the quick rundown on your finances for the like the four years building
0: up to that. I was earning on average sixty thousand a year. There you go. All the yes. time, folks are like, "Well, I only make fifty thousand a year. I only make sixty or I only make eighty thousand a year." I'm like, "Yeah, so do a whole bunch of other people that are successfully retired."
1: So this that's very helpful. Yeah. So we we then we were recovering from zero. Remember, right? The, yeah. And then I I averaged about $60,000 a year. And the reason I'm going to talk about that is because you look like you... I just
2: feel like there there's a secret weapon. And at that point, at least, our choice was... Um, Eric was very willing to support me to to stay home and, and be um, the sole income earner. And I felt like my contribution there was, um, you know, making meals from scratch, giving the haircuts, um, being Dr. Mom... Um, doing all of the childcare and things like it was, it was stuff that I wanted to do and that I prioritized and he supported me in. But I just, I felt like I was able to help us live on one income by putting in all that, that time, which was a pleasure for me to do. Not everybody feels that way. So you have to know your own priorities.
1: Yeah. By, Let's by working see. as a team in that way, I think our money went a lot further than it it does in a lot of situations. And so uh, Emily and I were very much collaborating in that way. And then some of our mentors had written about this idea of a mini retirement. They would just take off for a few years or a few months and they may not be earning during that time, but then they just go on an adventure. They have an experience and then they come back and they keep working and they don't wait to do those when they're in their sixties or seventies or, you know, you can go in your twenties, your thirties, your forties and, Because I think so often, especially in North America and Western world, we think that work is one continuous flow from getting out of college or, you know, getting out of high school all the way through to retirement. And these guys that I was learning from just said, you know, you can, you can kind of pop in and out of the workforce. And I was like, oh my goodness, that just blew my mind. You know? And I was like, really? Because I was like, doesn't that make you unemployable if you have a gap in your resume or things like that? And here's what I learned, Telton, and this is what changed what made the last, the year coming back the most transformative. Because I believe that many retirements, first of all, they can be fun, super fun. They can also be really healthy. They do something for your mind and body that kind of like just fills you up and lets you keep going. It's like, you know, you're running a marathon and you stop and you get your orange slices and, you know, it's kind of like that. And then you keep going. And then the other thing is that I never, ever thought it would be lucrative. And here's what happened, Telton, is that we came home from this trip, and I was worried the entire trip about money, about am I going to be able to continue to provide for our family? And I ended up getting my exact same job back, <laughs> and they wanted me back. And so literally the day after I handed the boat off to some friends of ours that leased it from us and took it on their adventure, I went back and I sat in the, the same seat at the same desk, typing on the same computer as I had before. And I just thought, no way. Crazy. This is not going to happen. Because I realized that I am a totally new person now. And within, within 30 days, I had made a mental decision. Within 60 days, I had made a sort of a, you know, we had made a decision, Ellie and I. And within 90 days, I had given notice. And I went. To a totally new career. And that's what the book Knock is about. It was about my jumping from what I had been doing, everything up to that point, to a job in sales. And it's something that I never would have imagined for myself. And yet I had come to see myself in a new way and be open to new opportunities that I never would have before. And the surprise outcome was that the year after we went sailing, I tripled my income from before sailing
2: probably more than tripled anyway.
1: i'll say true on average and did that until i decided to become a full-time writer and so the thing that was that i think is really powerful from a financial perspective is that as we do these things that help us see ourselves in new ways and the first one was going into that sailing school it was where i, I never would have seen myself going into a sailing school i had to i had to step into a world that felt foreign to me as we get good at doing that, it opens up new kinds of opportunities to us that we wouldn't have thought of before. And that can make us healthier, happier, wealthier in ways that we just don't see from where we're at right now. And so what I learned in that, that year, we do talk about a knock, but I never would have done that without sailing. But these kinds of experience, they, I want to say cascade upwards, but that doesn't make sense. They, they spiral upwards. But they compound on each other, just like compound interest does. You there know, you go. As you have these kinds of experiences, the way, same way your money can grow, you can grow personally as you invest in these kinds of experiences that grow you and create the memories that carry you forward.
2: I got to say, Teltz, and I was so inspired by Eric that in 2021, I took on that exact same sales job. Like, I took on, like, a door-to-door sales job, too, because I wanted to become fearless, like, him i wasn't as good at it (laughs) as he was (laughs) but um i'm so grateful for everything i learned there and i'm so grateful for everything he learned there he said it burned the fear out of him
0: wow that is so fascinating that if you were to try to compare the two i think at initial blush nobody would compare i'm going to take on a sales job to i'm going to take on a year at sea with my five kids on a sailboat. We're manning a hundred percent, right? I think the the initial reaction, nobody's gonna like, oh yeah, those are on parallel. And you you would actually say from what I'm hearing, you say they're not on parallel. The door to door sales job actually grew us even more. We probably wouldn't have had the courage to do that had we not taken the other adventure, but once we decided
1: to to take that step of courage, it actually grew us even more. Absolutely. Yeah. And it because one one feels a little bit more normal. Like going to live on a sailboat for a year feels weird and or exotic or whatever kind of word you want to apply. Taking a sales job, people can relate to that, but it was totally transformational, more so than than living on a sailboat, in my opinion. And and in fact, we you know we we um we were talking with one of our coaching clients recently, and um she listened because it's an audiobook, and she listened to it, and she said, you know, your your seven at C book really helped me, but she's like. The stuff in Knock is really like, like it's pretty deep, and she's like, in some ways, even more helpful. And I, I that actually surprised me. I was like, wow, okay,
2: yeah. And we've seen her do the same thing as we go through coaching with with her, and as her mind has opened up, she's found ways to now like increase her autonomy while also increasing her income by two to six x. Wow, just from being willing to ask these kind of questions, like, well, what could go right, or why don't I just like take two steps into the unfamiliar territory and get some information and it, it really is transformative if you're willing to just go a little bit beyond what you think you're comfortable with or how you identify right now
0: so give me just a couple of um, mentality shifts because really a lot of what we do in this podcast we we tell stories and then really what i'm fascinated by is how our perception of these experiences that we have it's really our perception that ends up driving the end result of that. Mm-hmm. And our perception is really just a mindset. It's just a mentality. So give me just like a couple ideas of how your mindset actually was, was different or improved or beneficial in those couple of years uh, after transferring off of this elbow back into what we might call it, you know, normalized or real life. Well,
1: I'll say this. Liz Wiseman, um, I'll quote her. She said, behavior follows belief. Just like you said, Telton, you know, we act based on our perception of things as they are. And I'll say, um, just to get financial, I guess, you know, I just thought we all think that, you know, the safe way to earn a living is to have a job, to have a salary, to have benefits, you know, that's pretty normal. And we're taught that through school. And I think what ends up keeping us in that space is that, one, we may not know about other opportunities, and two, we subconsciously consider things off-limits, that that's, it's for other people. You know, oh, I could never take a company public because only big shots do that, or I could, or even, you know, like, I could never buy stock, or I could never, you know, because only rich people buy stock we disqualify ourselves all the time from opportunities just because we think, oh, that's, I'm not even allowed to go to that party. When in fact, you can just go on the internet, create a brokerage account and buy some stock, you know, but we don't, we, we self limit. And, you know, there's all kinds of metaphors about this. There's the, you know, we, we put a lid on our potential. Yeah. And so I would say this, that the the size of our dreams is proportionate to our self-confidence and that if we can find ways to grow our self-confidence, the size of our dreams will also grow. And the only way to do that is to start small, become consistent with it and say, this is a new thing that I now own. This is a part of me because I went on all kinds of journeys because of this. I went on a health journey where I lost 40 pounds and got fit and got back into rock climbing and did stuff that I, Previously thought was for other people.
2: He climbed out, Capitan.
1: Yeah, but it <laughs> but it started with this tilt, and I was like, I'm gonna put my shoes on and walk out the door every morning. And once I got outside, I was like, Well, I'm here. I might as well go for a walk. And Emily and I, to this day, we walk. We walked this morning. We walk every day. But that started from just I'm gonna put my shoes on and walk out the door. And so cultivating, finding small ways to succeed and create habits that grow confidence. And then, when that confidence increases, so does your sense of what's possible in your life. And then you take another step into something a little bit bigger, that increases your confidence. And then your dreams get a little bit bigger and you just keep going. And it just, and it, and it can go as far as you want it to. It's so powerful. It's so powerful.
2: It's so true. I, one idea that I would um, add that would hopefully complement the idea you're sharing is that as you come to each new um, plateau, Of achievement, uh, you can feel a little disoriented. Like I've been on this track for so long and now I've achieved this goal. Um, Where am I? What's next? Like, like we like to stop and enjoy what's happened and reflect on how we've grown. But we find a lot of people don't realize that throughout your life, you will come to this spot again and again where you feel a little bit lost. You feel a little bit disoriented. And when we get into that space, it's very easy to start speaking negatively of ourselves. To let the imposter syndrome kind of grow noisy, but we like to reframe that and 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 take the reins again or take the helm again, and say instead of saying I'm lost, saying like I've achieved all this, and now I'm exploring for where I want to expand next, where I want to grow next, what my next goal is going to be. Um, And so that discovery phase is actually really important. And we've come to that again and again. We came to that phase. You got off the boat. You were like, this isn't right. I don't know what's next. You had headhunters calling. You had these opportunities on the table. And um, because of the confidence we acquired on the sailboat, you were like, hey, I've told myself in the past, these things are for me, but then they were for me. So how about I try again something that feels like it's not for me or people like me and, and see if there's a paradigm shift, you know, that I can open up. And you did. But it was in that, you know, discovery exploration phase instead of being like, wow, how is it that I'm 40 or 60 or whatever age and I feel lost, like I don't know what I'm doing with my life. That's totally normal. It just means you're ready to grow again. So it's time to explore.
1: I like. It. I'll just jump in here real quick. We have a coaching client that is mid-60s successful attorney, doesn't need the money for this or that, you know, really steady career. And he's like, yeah, I'm just like, what do I want to grow into next? And so whether you're a kid trying to figure out what you want to be when you grow up or you're, you're actually retired and you're kind of like, I don't know what I want to do. That's okay. That's normal. And we can, we can own it and lean into it and still do wonderful, beautiful things. So it doesn't matter what age you're at.
2: I think jumping off of Eric, we actually we had another client at one of our retreats who is younger than us. He's early 40s and he has just sold his business, his like software company or something. And so now he's in early retirement and and um he's going snowboarding every day with his wife. And he's like, I thought this is I thought this was going to like freedom was going to be more satisfying. And we said, well, how are you defining freedom? Are you freedom means I don't have any responsibilities for anything that's like, that's contrary to our human nature. Freedom is, to me, how, and you can, you know, you and your listeners can decide what you think. To me, freedom is um, mastery over different skill sets. And as humans, we're wired for growth. And so if you just come to that point, that edge of that cliff, you know, you jump off the cliff, that's very exciting. You're retired. Now you don't know what you're going to do with the rest of your life. That's not satisfying. And so he was coming to the realization, like, I need to be in the discovery phase. I need to explore it because I'm going to be really sad if I have, if I'm like 42 and I have another 60 years ahead of me, <laughs> but no plan, you know, happy. I'm going to, I'm going to have to keep growing.
0: I think you guys made a couple of really good points that I want to apply specifically as, as I have worked with folks preparing for retirement. That the first Eric, when you talk about their belief, the size of the, the belief was proportioned to the size of the goal, that that first step of actually engaging in the retirement planning process is that tiny little step of belief. And then all of a sudden you can determine by going through that process, oh, this, I am supposed to be here. I didn't know. I didn't think I am supposed to be here. I thought I was out of my league. But by taking that first little inclination of just engaging in the retirement planning process, then it it, by definition, it, it's like, mathematically, it has to expand your belief that you can do it. And by expanding that belief, then you have the confidence to to move forward towards that goal. So I, that's the concept that that's why I called this the Retire Confidently program is because it's actually the process of, of engaging in retirement planning. That's actually what triggers the increasing confidence. So I just, you you articulated that how I've been trying to articulate it for a couple of years now so well. And I want to speak to what you said, Emily, where, where it's like, when you, when you hit that phase, especially when it comes to retirement, people have an innate understanding of, oh, I need to know what I want to do. And so that very first step of that retirement planning process, and Eric, you said this early, early on is you actually consider when setting goals, you consider your values. And that's actually the very first step is you don't start with dollars and cents and income and and ages. You actually talk about what are your values because that enlightens, oh, when I I do accomplish this retirement goal, I actually have direction on what I'm going to be doing thereafter. And it gives you that intentionality like we talked about. Those comments that you made are just spot on to that whole retirement planning process. And I think it's, it's because it applies to all of this the progression that we're trying to make. Through life.
1: Absolutely. It's it's all the same process, whether it's you know, financial retirement or personal growth, it's the same flow. Yeah.
0: Well, wonderful. So, okay, so in case some of our listeners are interested when it comes we've talked about the seven at C book. You can buy that where any books are sold. You have a coaching program. Can you find details to that on the, the awesome factory website? Would that be the place to go?
1: Yeah, just go to the awesomefactory.nyc.
0: NYC, and you get all the details on the, the various different coaching programs or even the sailing uh, programs if you if you want to take that adventure which sounds awesome um we leave tomorrow for our yeah
2: we do it's really fun um but our launch ready program that guides parents as they guide their their kids to um you know be resilient adults is also a lot of fun
0: yes I think that's compelling. We all want that as parents and as grandparents. I don't see any reason why a grandparent couldn't engage in that to make sure that they're playing their role in that next generation and the next generation and the next generation in in Mm -hmm.
1: launching. It's funny you say that, Telton, because literally yesterday we were on the phone with a grandma who said, I just, because we typically work with parents, but she said, I want to instill these ideas in my grandchildren. And so we had a conversation with her where we were figuring out how to help her help her kids, not only her kids and their spouses, but her grandkids to grow up and be resilient, to be launch ready. And also to just have the kinds of to make the investments and the memories that are going to grow forever.
0: Um, And I think probably the uh, the next step for a lot of folks. Well, I did not know about the new book. It's called Knock.
1: It it just came out a few weeks ago. So it's okay. Uh,
2: And it's audio only.
1: Audio only. You can buy it on our website. Um, you go to theawesomefactory.nyc forward slash knock to get the book. And we'd love to do something special for your listeners. I'm happy for you to tell them or, or, or I can. No, tell us. I'm, that's exciting because we're all going to get it. Okay. Well, what we would love for everyone to read this story or hear, or listen to it. I, I narrate it. Emily and I worked on the book together. And uh, it's the story of what happened after we lived on the sailboat. It's called Knock, and um, it's normally fourteen ninety nine. But if you use the code Telton, you get it for one a dollar.
0: Dollar <laughs> one dollar one dollar. You are hooking my listeners up. I love so. I, I am actually looking at it here. Knock the spiritual journey of a door to door salesman. Yes. Awesome. Excellent. Audiobook read by Eric Orton, normally 1499. So if they go, so it's just theawesomefactory.nyc forward slash knock is where I am. And mm-hmm. then, um, you can buy that there. And so they just put in
1: TELTON all caps and I'll put it in the show notes too. Okay. Yeah. Just type in TELTON and you'll get the book for a dollar um, and you can listen to it on your, your computer, your iOS device, or, you know, Android iOS. It doesn't matter. Whatever platform you use, you'll be able to listen to it there. Thank you so much. I'm really excited
0: uh, to share that with my clients. So we'll put that in the show notes and then everybody listening. That's pretty simple. Jump on. Any last words from you two or have we covered it all?
1: Oh man, I just look forward to our next conversation where we'll get to cover even more. I agree. Let's, <laughs> when the time is right. I know you've got, you've got a lot of awesome people you need to talk get to. Get
2: those listener questions, but we'll just keep that question for your listeners is to keep asking, you know, what could go right. That will take you a long way.
0: It will take you a long way. I love it. What could go right? And with that, we'll end on that. Eric, Emily, Orton, you guys are wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Our pleasure. Thanks, Telton. Thank you.
0: Hey, folks, one last thing. If you have not checked out the Retire Confidently program recently, you really need to. We have drastically changed the cost associated with that program. So to go to teltonhall.com forward slash program and then click sign up and then put in the discount code podcast podcast all caps you are going to be blown away at the price that you'll pay for what a program that could massively change your retirement outlook your confidence towards your retirement and make thousands ten thousands even hundreds of thousands of dollars of difference in your retirement don't miss this Take advantage of it right now, teltonhall.com forward slash program. Click sign up, use the discount code PODCAST in all caps and for the price of, I mean, the less than a pair of basketball shoes, less than a really nice dinner out, you can get access to a program where we've seriously tried to give you every tip, every trick, every piece of education every strategy that we can to turn any angst you have about retirement into confidence towards your retirement. Check it out, teltonhall.com forward slash program. I am super excited for you. Your future retired self is ecstatic for you.